0: Robin Hood, GameStop, and some basic business principles. Welcome to the Automation Mastery Podcast. This is your host, Justin Morgan of AutomationMastery.net. It'll help you automate your business, master your destiny, and maximize your impact. Let's get to the episode. Let's chat. It is a thing where, yes, these institutions are too big to fail because it is to your benefit. The only reason we can go out there and make these just quick trades that we want to make, like we can log into something, sell or buy something pretty much that instant, is because there are these big firms that have the money and the position to be able to transact on the other side of the trade and know they're still going to be able to make some type of money off of it. Otherwise, they're just going to sit there and look at you like, yeah, we don't want to buy it. At the end of the day, trading is trading, meaning someone has to be on the other side willing to accept the trade. So, again, I know we're mad at Robinhood. They're going to have a bunch of class action lawsuits, and I get it. Robinhood isn't the only problem. All right? These these platforms aren't only in the only problem. Unfortunately, they're in a spot where they're in the middle, and they have a requirement to keep so much cash on hand. Cover all the other hundreds of thousands of stocks out there and the trades that come through their platforms. So it's a bad scenario. It's not fair. We'll see what happens with the class action lawsuit. But at the end of the day, the end of the day, it's just that's just kind of how it is. Right? That's just kind of how it is. Like it, it just it sucks, but that is the economics behind it. Like, Let's not forget. Now, y'all are going to be like, well, Justin, how does this kind of branch off into other business? Okay. One area of business I've always had a gripe with is network marketing. And if right now you're trying to figure out, and anything, right, it really comes down to supply and demand. This, this is a pure example of how supply and demand goes bad. Okay pure, pure example of how supply and demand goes bad. And so in network marketing, oftentimes people are all buying in the supply, but they don't, there's no demand, right? So they'll, they'll have you sign up and they say, Hey, sign up. You know, we have this product you can push, but you really should focus on recruiting people. And so you never actually sell the product, right? And so you're only building supply and never building demand which does not support the business long term it'll fail eventually and they always do okay that's the problem in this scenario but that's also the problem with network marketing and it also may be a problem in the industry that you're in or at least the way that you're looking at it Um, some of you are wondering why you aren't making money in your business and it's because your supply looks like everyone else's right Unfortunately, in the stock market, I mean, there's no, there's, there's. Once you buy a stock, a stock is a stock, right? So there's no way to differentiate the stock from somebody else's stock. It's a stock is a stock, right? Um, It's the same thing in network marketing. Like it's, it your your t your weight your weight loss t business is your weight loss t business is the same as the next person's unless you're good enough to differentiate yours. Whole other conversation. But perhaps you're a mindset coach, a mindfulness coach. If everyone's a mindset or mindfulness coach, if everyone is a business coach, everybody is a profit to a passion to profit coach, then where's the money? Like, who is there left to coach? Who is there left to help? So take a look at your business and make sure you're not stuck in a space where everybody is like buying up essentially your version of GameStop. And there's nothing left on the other side of it. It's it's a it's a it's an accident waiting to crash and burn like it's an accident waiting to happen. Like it's just something bad is bound to happen. That's the same thing with this, like GameStop. It's just uh, there's no way it was just gonna cleanly go up and then go back down, and everything was gonna go back to normal. It just wasn't going to happen. There's too much money involved, someone's gonna lose. But at the end of the day, the people that would lose in this case, you need to stay in the game in order for you to have any other opportunities to do any other trades. These big retail firms take up too much of the market and offer too much liquidity for this to be the case. It's just how it works, how it is, how it works. Okay. So hopefully that made sense. Let me know down. You know, let me know um, if it did not feel free to shoot us a message. I can explain a little bit further. Um, hopefully I touched on everything I needed to, but, That is how all this stuff relates to business. At the end of the day, it comes down to supply and demand. Make sure you're not in a space where you have so much supply and so little demand that you're just setting yourself up to fail, crash, and burn and be stuck like some of these investors uh, were with GameStop. I appreciate you and all that you do. Share this with a friend, a family member, or a foe. Um, If you are ready to automate your business, go ahead to AutomateWithEase.com. Again, it is AutomateWithEase.com. I'll see you in the next one. And as usual, treat each day as a building block to a better future. Peace. All right. If you've been living under a rock, and I mean like a mountain-sized rock, then you wouldn't know that there was a huge fiasco over on Reddit, which is a social media platform. It's a little bit unique. Where a band of investors got together in order to screw over a hedge fund. And essentially jacked up the price of GameStop to the point where it was ridiculous. They did it with some other stocks. But let's, let's just focus on GameStop today. And many of there's AMC and um, BlackBerry, Nokia. I think there are some other ones as well. But um, GameStop was the main, the main one of interest. All right. So let's put it that way. And I know, like, get, get, I get it, you know, I'm Justin, I help coaches and speakers, I help you create automated systems that save you time and generate you more revenue, and so what in the flying thing doodle does this have to do with automation? Today is one of those episodes where we, need to, we just need to talk about business in general, and specifically, um, a couple of things that just irk my nerves. I want to talk about how this really translates into uh, one area of this business this online business segment that I've run into on a regular basis and what this has to mean from an economic standpoint overall. Um, people often forget that when, again, when I, I talk about technology and stuff, I don't I don't talk about my background is economics. Um, I graduated with an economics degree. Uh, first job was working with outside of college, working with a financial regulator. And so I get some of this stuff. Right. You know, I may not have all the terminology and the exact rules in my brain, but I get it. So from the overall picture, um, I understand why this is happening and what this means for business. So you, you'll want to hear this. Now, people are upset. Because GameStop shot up, right, went through the, went through the stratosphere. If you got out and you got your money, then you are good. Now, on the way down, Robinhood and some other firms. People were mad at Robinhood, but there were there were other firms that did the same thing. Um, these firms said, nope, no, 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 they're not allowed to trade. Can't do it. Not going to happen. And so the shouts and the cries and the yells are censorship, cancel culture. Um, the firm's sticking it to the little guy again. We have a chance to win, and they're going to side on the side of the big banks and the big institutions. Yeah, of course they will. I know y'all expected some other like comment. Yes, of course they will. Are we surprised? Now, one, one thing I first wanted to stress, and again, I, I'll make this tie-in, just sticking with me because there's a tie-in to business I'ma make here that I think uh you all will love. It'll kind of give you a warning um in a way. Just understand that at the end of the day, right, there's a lot of economic forces. And Political forces here. And when I say political, I don't necessarily mean the government, even as part of it. Um, it's politics, as in relationships with power partners and firms that keep your business afloat. Let's, let's put it this way. The small investor, and again, I don't know the exact number, it is the these larger retail firms that carry the bulk of the activity on the market. They're the ones moving the big dollars and the big orders around, okay? Any place that you go, and again, this is not from a standpoint of being right or wrong, so I want you to understand that. This is a standpoint of you shouldn't be surprised, and investing is a risk. You took a risk. I'm sorry. (laughs) It happens, okay? You took a risk. If you got out before it got to the top, then you are good. If you waited too long, then this is the problem. This is the problem, okay? Um, So what you must understand is that economics still play a part here, right? Um, So what's happening is everybody's buying, and everybody's guessing that it's going to go down. So people are still willing to sell to the buyers. Now, when it gets to the top, right, it gets to the top. This is basic economics, y'all. It's kind of like going to McDonald's and then being out of food. So when you go to McDonald's, right, and let's say that there was a big sale at McDonald's on the Quarter Pounder. I love Quarter Pounders, right? So let's say that there was a big sale on Quarter Pounders. Everybody rushed to McDonald's to go buy a Quarter Pounder. Now, at the end of the day, once the sale's done, then what? Everybody's already ate their Quarter Pounder. There's no longer anything left, so McDonald's is out. There's no longer any for anything. There's no longer they, There's nothing left that they can offer you, nothing. That's business, right? Supply is gone. It's the same thing in the market. Like same thing. This so there's a couple of factors. One, when everybody buys, right, that means somebody has to be willing to sell. That means there's somebody on the other side still guessing that this thing's going to go down at some point because it will. So they're willing to sell if people are willing to buy. The problem is that when it gets to the top, all of the quarter pounders have gone. That means that all the people willing to sell to the buyers have disappeared. and All the people. So again, it kind of gets to that top. Like nobody wants to sell anymore, right? They want to (laughs) buy. All the folks that were buyers now want to go sell it back. Now, the problem is at that point in time, when people want to sell it back, there's only so much Only so many people willing to buy it because essentially the other you're telling the other person that, hey, if you buy this, you think it's still going to go up. And the other person on the other side of the trade is saying, hey, this is not going up anymore. I don't want to buy this. And so what happens? Someone has to foot the bill. Right. And so these these institutions like Robinhood and things like that have a certain capital requirement, meaning that they have have a certain amount of money in the bank available to still allow these transactions that happen essentially to make a market, right? So you've heard of something called a market maker is these firms that kind of sit in the middle and they have the cash and they, they still kind of take some of the cut of these transactions, but they have the cash to take from one side of the trade and then give and take from the other side in order to offer liquidity, meaning the opportunity to trade. Now the problem is when something like this happens and a stock shoots out the sky without legitimate grounds and that's the problem here this is all based off of news and pump and there's there's no actual value in this increase is now when it hits the top essentially the other side of the trades was like yeah no we we don't want to buy we don't want to transact anymore it's we have no quarter pounders to sell you right and so let's 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 even shift this example because in the real world, in this stock example, the buyers are the people showing up the McDonald's that on the way up, it's on sale They're showing up the McDonald's and want to buy the quarter pounder. McDonald's is just in the middle, providing the quarter pounders. On the other side, there's just supply chains, these companies that are that are offering the food and the buns and the things like that. And essentially what's happening is everybody's showing up the McDonald's, like, hey, you know, I'm ready. I bought. And then once the price is the, the discount is done. Everybody's like, okay, I want to sell my quarter pounder back to you, McDonald's. McDonald's is saying, well, there's nothing we can do with this. The suppliers on the other side don't want your burgers back. We can't just give it to them. And there's no other people that are coming in that are going to want to buy your quarter pounders, right? This is what's happening. So Robinhood's kind of in this spot where, well, um, unfortunately, we only have but so much capital to cover these requests for trades. And so if we do, we're going to run out of money. Because there's nobody else on the other side that wants to take these transactions, so it's like quarter. You know, McDonald's can only buy back so many quarter pounders, right? Same thing with Robinhood; they can only, and these market makers can only buy back so many, so much stock without, you know, before they're out of money. Now, your next argument is saying, "Well, so what? That's what. That's their job, right?" Here's the problem. So again, investing is a risk. So if Robinhood does this or any other firm does this, any other market maker does this, and they lose all their money, like all of it, right? If they lose all their money, they go out of business. That means that some of these other transactions you wanted to do. So let's say you wanted to trade some other stock tomorrow. That firm is gone, right? That market maker is gone. Like they're out of business. They can know, again, not that these firms are literally going to go out of business overnight, but it severely hurts their ability to offer liquidity, which is the ability to do other transactions with you. It harms everyone in the long term, right? Like it just, it hurts everyone. So again, this is one of those scenarios where it is, yeah, we too big to fail. It's it's just a thing. Like,